Yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library. I believe it's my 16th week here now. I'm, uh, I'm going proper native. I'm as comfortable on the ground as I am in the, uh, in the sky once more. Still no sign of the gnomes that you mentioned previously. No, no, no. You don't see the gnomes. No, I don't see the gnomes, nor increasingly do I see color. Like this, this, this diet of bookworms, mm-hmm. as much as it's nourishing me, and I do feel like I'm growing stronger, but I'm, I'm just having trouble making out. Well, I brought you the soy sauce and I brought you the mirin. Oh. And I even brought you a bag of bamboo oh, skewers oh. because don't think that I haven't noticed you shaving off my hardwood bookshelves to make little well. bookworm uh, uh, skewers from. <laughs> yeah, well, Guinevere needs to sharpen her beak. I'll try to see if I can bring one of those cuttlefish shells. Yeah, one of those cuttlefish shells. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Or a crab shell. We have some of those lying around. You found crabs? I went to the doctor for them, but... Oh, right. I thought they might have been crawling up the stream again. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. You said there weren't any salmon at the at the water cooler. There can't uh, be crabs as well. Yeah, exactly. There's no crabs at the water cooler or salmon. Hold on. <laughs> You're making... What are you, why are you winking at me? I'm not winking at you. No, ladies and gentlemen, I, you can you can I, audibly I hear him winking at me. Yeah, winking. <laughs> you mentioned going colorblind? Yeah. You don't think it's it's probably salt deficiency. The soy sauce should take care of that. Yes. Well, uh, and and, and once again, you talked about uh, uh, repeatedly grilling and dipping and grilling and dipping the uh, the bookworms. This Mm -hmm. is after the lead core has been removed, which I feed to Guinevere. Yes, absolutely. Enjoys them very much. She has such lovely feathers, and I'm just bummed that I can't see them. They're 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 so spectacular when she dances in the light. Well, you taught her how to dance. She does little display prances when she's oh, happy, when she's oh, just when she's like, just eaten. Yeah, seems like you have a good deal going here. She herds them up, you catch them, and then yeah, share the well, rich bounty. Uh, I'm the bait, so I yes. go I go stomping about, and I've just have to steal myself as as these creatures go burrowing at me at at, at really terrible speed, and I just close my eyes, and then she takes care of them. Like, she hasn't missed one yet. No, that's... as you can tell by the fact that I'm here. Yeah, there's no holes in you yet. No more than usual. No, well, all all the seven usual ones that humans have. All the wait. No, everybody wait. Let me work it out. I suppose eight. Maybe. No, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> no, you're counting the wrong way. Or do you count the nose as one or two? Look, we're okay. We're tubes, right? Yes. So uh, then the uh, well, the mouth and the other end of the digestive system, but the nose connects up to the mouth, so that's a third one. And then there's like two nostrils, and you count those separately. And yeah, no, are, you do. Connect. Eyes are definitely. Oh, sorry, ears are definitely holes in the body. Except, well, no, they're, no, they're not no, though. They're, they're, no, they're sealed they're, off. I suppose, yes. Eyes, however, also sealed. Depends yeah. on how you count sealed. As in, if if oh, you've got the you've got the the the, the I was going to say fallopian tubes, but they're somewhere else. <laughs> 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 they're somewhere else. Uh, tubes. That's the one that was. <laughs> Those are still in your ears. You mean tear ducts? That's. Well, I thought they had a, the eustachian tubes. Yeah, they're, they're, tube. they're, they're no, they're in your ears. So yeah, the tear the, the tear ducts, the thing that's run from your. Uh, have you ever, I don't. Have know. you never had it when you re- blow really hard your nose? You get this out of your ear eye. No, but my my aunt can do that on like, and she she can also like raise her tongue and then and then squirt saliva out of out of a salivary gland. Wow! I, yeah, she was she well, related to those little things from Jurassic Park. You know? <laughs> the she has a collar that yeah. stands up straight. Oh, and then she goes, yeah. <laughs> I hope that Guinevere one day that like like maybe she's so, going to grow a she's, she's going to grow a frill. She's a library. The libraraptor. The libraraptor. Yes. Well, I've you. never seen one before. You mentioned that they were that they were pests that they've invaded before well this one seems to be very friendly so uh, as long as she's yeah like, we get not, on 
So what do we have in store for our readers at home this week? This week's book is by Murray Leinster. It's called City on the Moon, and it is an other... 40s, 50s classic. <laughs> yeah, that, that 50s futurist chic. And for the readers at home, if you look on your podcasting device right now, you should should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, check the show notes for an image and a link, because it is a doozy. We have a, we have a lunar landscape. Now, yes. it is a bit pink. It is. Uh, I think that's due to the four-color or three-color printing technique that is used for the cover. That I mean, does make sense. It, you would definitely yeah. say that it's Mars, and it's not the the, uh, the the gray lunar landscape that you would expect. But I think it seems to be only printed in red and blue and black. Oh, uh, so I, I see. Think, I think yeah. that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's due to the printing process. The, the spacesuit that our uh, intrepid hero is wearing... Donald Atticus. Donald Atticus, yes, that's the one. It looks more like something that you would expect uh, Jacques Cousteau to be wearing. It's a spandex bodysuit with like a fishbowl helmet, which sounds really dangerous. Like you, you knock your head on something, and oh, all um, that glass. I think in many in many of these uh, uh, fictions, the idea is that this this material is so strong that there really isn't any reason no, to use a true. non-transparent material. You know, transparent no. aluminum. Okay, that is not the case in this story, though. It is straight up glass, and it is fragile. Oh, absolutely. And also, why would you put like glass behind your head? I mean, it's not like you can. T- well, I suppose you can turn your head. For Far enough. It seems like wasteful to have that much uh, glass. I think it's a pretty strong fashion statement. As you mentioned, it was a, a it's a very fanciful costume. It's very mm-hmm. it's very show off. It's very body fitting, and and yes. I think our hero Donald Atticus just kind of wants to show off his haircut from the Ginger Club. Yes, no, absolutely. The, is that in your notes? I can make it into my notes. Give me a pen. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> Ginger club there we go now okay. it's now it's official true to the title they built a city on the moon we're just going to put a factory on the moon here yeah. we're going to build a dome over it and not only just because a factory obviously needs chimneys so we're yes. just going to run them right outside the out to well, the outer side of the, the dome at least for the big one look at the smaller one in the in the foreground and the one oh, yeah, and the one beside it like chimneys they're inside, inside the dome they're, no, they're, they're heavily polluting their their own precious yeah. atmosphere yeah, i'm not sure which one is the more stupid design the chimney leading out of the dome or the chimney <laughs> opening up inside the dome they, they are both not particularly good examples of no especially like one entirely fails to seal which is the whole idea of a dome and the other one just pollutes the air that it's supposed to keep inside it seems a bit odd to well, say the least but yeah you know city factory ginger moon factories uh city. do you have a conclusion to that sentence were you just no were you just listing all the things that we that we've read so far Pretty and just much. hoping that a conclusion would draw yeah from no, it. well i was going to well, mention something okay. about the hergesque space rocket in the background or yeah yeah. We've seen those rockets before in Iparia del Artomo, yes. which is like episode six. Oh, I think it actually is episode six. Oh, very good. Good on me. Ooh. Are you cheating? Well, I was going to, yes. And you were right about episode six, by the way. It was episode six. <laughs> the city on the moon, of course, is uh, New Peculiar. Yes. The, one uh, of the famous cities of the moon. Uh, the, the, the new lunar city. Yes. It's uh, one of the latest ones. It was built in Mare Neversink. It's on our moon, right? Yeah, it might be like the secrets <laughs> of the Martian moons. I know that was last week's. Oh, very good. Excellent the, the callback. Secret, the, the secret, secret of the, of the Martian, Martian moons. moons. That was the one. That wasn't last week's. It was a few weeks ago. We, we have to be kind of understanding of these, uh, these, these limitations of imagination because it wasn't so much that a, that a new city on the moon was being built. Uh, a new peculiar wasn't manufactured on the moon. It was transported. It was the first example of city transport. So mm. they already had all of these buildings. They already had the, uh, uh, the infrastructure. All of it just needed to be transported, in some cases brick by brick, in some cases, whole cloth, including whatever it was uh, uh, yeah, founded and, upon. Especially the dome 
being bringing over that dome in one piece. I mean, that's an impressive scene, how that thing is first launched out of Earth orbit. I think by uh, Project Orion-type rockets, which just blast the thing up from the ground. So they basically set off a nuclear blast underneath a sufficiently strong dome, just shooting into orbit in one go. Wouldn't it be much, much easier to, to do it locally? I mean, you've got lunar regolith. I, I understand that it has certain chemical properties. <laughs> yes, what about the lunar regolith? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that everybody really enjoys the audio quality of this episode. They're, not, they're clearly not bothered by pollution, as by the smokestacks in the dome. Yeah, these must be very clean factories. Why the hell do you need a smokestack, then? Okay, give me a second. Maybe, I'm sure I'll figure out something maybe, hilarious. Maybe that's how they burn, like they burn oxygen and hydrogen to... Uh, create energy in no, the No, but you do that with, uh, with methane, don't you? Oh, that was the idea with Titan, like colonizing Titan, where you could have a... Oh, right, yes, but that's because there's plenty of methane there and you just burn it off. You can use that to produce water and you can electrolyze the water into oxygen. You kind of need oxygen to burn the methane in the first place. I think it worked out energy positive, water positive, and, and methane negative, of course. But so on the, on, the, on the moon, they don't have those options. I mean, presuming that it is the moon. Like, in the whole book, oh yeah, let's talk about the book that we've read. Yes. Uh, in the whole book, they, do, they just talk about it like the moon, and it mm-hmm. is a, a rival economic power to the Earth. Yes. There's a great deal of brinksmanship and, and show-offishness. Like, well, it's, it's the classic... A colony trying to separate off from, from, from the motherland from the motherland yeah. and becoming and a show off power that it's, that yeah. it's much better here becoming a power in its own and it's like we're doing all the work why should they get all the profits that's why donald atticus mm-hmm. is there as a journalist yes sent from uh, uh, sent from earth in his uh, in his heroic red spacesuit to uh, to report on the progress of this breakaway colony survey how they are doing and uh, yes yeah the the new state of space colorado mm-hmm. whose uh, uh, whose capital city is new peculiar in yes. in in mare neversink why did they pick mare neversink and not like uh, shackleton i think I, I thought the the shackleton crater is where the the, the most plausible notions of like a domed city on the moon are currently isn't that the way am i talking bullshit i don't no, know i never heard the name before well if, and I don't recommend that anybody else should do this, and I certainly didn't do it, but it came up in the book. It was in the footnotes of the book. That's right. Oh, As I'm, I'm saying it, I'm, I'm must, just remembering that it was in footnotes of the book. That. I must have that, missed that. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe it happens that if you Google Moon Dome, mm-hmm. you wind up with the Shackleton crater okay. and the, and the yeah. proposed... No, I, I don't read a lot of footnotes that haven't been written by Terry Pratchett. Do you know, I once bought a stage script version mm-hmm. of one of his books. I think it was Guard, Guard. Oh, I still have oh, it somewhere. Okay. And what was really cool about it, so it, it, yeah. it had vimes and it had had the uh, the Night's Watch and it had uh, a whole bunch of characters, including suggestions for which characters could be combined for a smaller theatre group. Oh yeah, so you can have one role. No, to oh. have multiple roles played by the same person. Okay, and it, like it was also written so that they definitely wouldn't share scenes, but their appearances would also be spaced so that you could have uh, costume changes in between. Like it was oh, very practical. Very, yeah. And footnote was a character, and it was nice. the costume was recommended that they should wear a hat with an asterisk on it, <laughs> and they would pop <laughs> in good. every now and again, wander, it was so wander on good. stage, give a little yes, monologue about yes. what's going on. Just pause the action, address the audience, and explain something humorously. Sounds like a very Pratchett-esque thing to do. Donald Atticus was clearly... The, The journalist. The journalist. As we were extremely critical of the chimneys in the domes, he's mm-hmm. extremely critical of the uh, of the pollution, and despite the uh, uh, the local dignitaries' attempts to impress him and 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 show off, much in the way that 
um, uh, the Soviet Union in as much as it permitted foreign uh, foreign visitors and journalists whenever they were oh, permitted to. Are you thinking more of a Potemkin village? Now, Potemkin village, you were referring to a little showcase village, which was the way that Soviet life was supposed to be. Oh, rather than yes, it actually, like it was a model uh, town. Yeah, it was a model town. It was put up to show, like, see how good we are doing. This is the good life. And it was yeah. especially a showcase. It was not economically feasible at all. Oh, um, like Pripyat, the, the, the village outside, right. of, outside of Chernobyl, mm-hmm. which was also a model town that was shown off to foreign dignitaries and was extremely well supplied compared to the rest of the, the, well, the but, Soviet Empire. Yeah, but they were like working on the, yeah. the nuclear reactors and on the over-the-horizon radars there. The the the, uh, the nuclear reactors at Chernobyl were some of the most advanced technology on the planet, so the Soviet Empire, such as it was, sent its its best and brightest there to, to staff it. And you had all of these like young, bright families. Mm-hmm. I visited it, and of course I was struck by the by the urban decay and by, uh, well, you know, it yeah. sort of looked like a, like a video game. It's not been used since the 80s. The thing that I was struck with most was imagining what it was like for the people who inhabited it because there there, there must have been young people yeah. who lived there in relative luxury like well-stocked mm-hmm. supermarkets and, yeah. and the like believing genuinely that this is what Soviet life was like. Right, because we have it here and this, especially the kids, they probably didn't know any better. No, and exactly. Like they were told that this is the Soviet life and this is what they see every day. Then Yeah, fascinating stories there. But Absolutely. the fascinating story of today is City on the right. Moon. Where, yes. Okay, so we have Donald Atticus, the journalist, yes. who is being led around the successful industrialized uh, uh, portion of uh, New Peculiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, uh, the capital city of Space Colorado in Mara Neversink. But, of course, he's interested in the real truth. He doesn't just want to see the, 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 the varnished, gilded cage. He wants to see the real thing. He sneaks out. I see out. you fondling those oh, notes. I'm always fondling my notes. So he makes his way out of New Peculiar. He sneaks off to Mara Nimrod. Mara Nimrod. Now, for our readers at home, Mare is, of course, Latin for sea, which is what most of these craters on the moon yes, are. Yes, they're all called Mare this or Mare that, the sea of, sea of Tranquility, yeah. where the Apollo 11 was the first one to land. Oh, yes, that's right. And tense Tranquility Base. Oh, um, yeah, very good. Is there any significance to Nimrod? It's a famous a bit, hunter. Most people these days think that Nimrod means idiot, due to a Bugs Bunny cartoon where... Bugs Bunny sarcastically calls Elmer Fudd, hey, Nimrod. Oh, my God. And everybody just thought he was insulting him because <laughs> nobody, nobody knew who Nimrod was actually was. So that's how Nimrod become, became a bit of an insult, calling oh, someone wow. an idiot. God, that's terrible. <laughs> that's, uh, so Bugs Bunny cartoon is single-handedly responsible for the complete changing of the... Uh, Good thing he didn't call him Ahab. <laughs> <laughs> Having snuck off to Maren Nimrod... He shook off his retinue. Yes, managed to sneak off, uh, get on a lunar buggy... And and zoom across the, the planes heading over the crater rim. A big plume of regolith behind him. Driving off and see the next city over. Yeah, it's, it's kind of glossed over how he gets through the airlocks and everything and into the city without anybody asking, like, Oi, mate, who are you? A very good Ukrainian accent there, because Marinimrod is, of course, in space Ukraine. Oh, yes. Well, that's where the Ukrainians are. Makes me wonder why Mr. Uh, Murray put a uh, main character there to meet, uh, who's called Peter Willingcraft. Which well, doesn't sound like a particular Ukrainian name to me. The Ukrainians are a, are, are a very um, cosmopolitan Mr. bunch. Mr. Wellingcraft. <laughs> no, it's Senor Wellingcraft. Senor, because that's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ukrainians are renowned for the Spanish. <laughs> I used to have a Ukrainian colleague. He's like, no, that's a stupid idea. Like, sure, you can do it like that if you want to do it stupid. <laughs> if you want to do it that's a fantastic attitude. I, I sort of like. I really appreciate that in this portion of the moon, in in Mister, 
what did we say? Leinster. Leinster's book that you had mm-hmm. Space Colorado and Space Ukraine um, as neighbors. And yes, they bicker a little bit, but what they f- have a lot in common. They're very outdoorsy people. They're very absolutely and direct. They both hate Russians. Is that so? Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't it uh, like Red Dawn? Wasn't that set in, in Colorado? Red Dawn? I don't think I've seen With that. the Wolverines? Oh, I it was this. I'm familiar with that one. It was this '80s. Oh, I I think I know of it. I I actually may have never seen it, but it was a movie where uh, uh, the Russians invade America, oh. and these kids see uh, uh, basically every every prepper's fantasy. Basically, oh, yeah, absolutely. See the see the Soviets airdropping in, and they and they start a little teenage insurgency as the, the Wolverines. Wolverines. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, see, I mean, gonna... have you read the Dutch young adult teen novel Sniff the Hunt? Which is Sniff the it, so, it, it, Sniff the dog. It takes place during. World War Two, uh-huh. and it's a boy and his German shepherd dog in the countryside during oh. German occupation. Part of La Résistance. The well, kind of. It's like small-time, low-level stuff, you know, which is interesting for oh, boys bless. in the 8 yeah. to 12 range to read. Pastoral uh, adventures. Range. Yes, exactly. Set in, in German-occupied Netherlands during the yeah. war. And it's like, I guess it's a similar kind of... Uh, kind of know, a way for, you know, parents and grandparents to explain their experience. Little to, happy hero uh, worship and look, look at yeah. the exciting thing against the bad invaders. And, yeah, yeah. Who, who still invade our, our beaches and dig holes in them and, and put their towels down over the good chairs. No, that's Benidorm. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> is there a space Benidorm? What um, would space yes, there Benidorm is. There is, like? there is, a spa- <laughs> no, there is in no, fact, a no space way. Benidorm. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not have a note that says space Benidorm. I do not, but it's located in Mara Pocahontas, <laughs> which is run by Bette Noire. <laughs> Betty Noir. Noir. Oh, I get it. It's a good thing that the book doesn't spend a lot of time there. No. So we were still still dealing with Mr. Wellingcroft. Yes, who is a member of the Glassblowers Guild, who are, of course, the the driving economic force on the moon. Well, yes, because they they, they export these beautiful glass goblets, which weigh only a sixth of what they would weigh on Earth. And they've actually managed to turn it into an interesting export product. And people on Earth go like, oh, it's from the moon. Gravity is only one sixth of what it's on. They are fantastic. And yet the high uranium content that makes them look so cool. Have you heard about uranium glass? Oh, it's fantastic. The the beautiful green. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you put it on UV and like apparently it's perfectly safe. Apparently it's. Well, not perfectly, obviously. but Yeah, but no more than uranium ore. Or concrete. Do you know that concrete's pretty radioactive? If you ask me, ask name four very radioactive things, I wouldn't have listed no, concrete. But no, I, I, but like I, name four not very yeah. radioactive things that Banana, everybody... Bananas are very radioactive. The thing with, with the Glassblowers Guild, mm-hmm. aside from making trinkets out of, uh, what do we say, lunar uranium, they're in the process of developing glassblowing technology that allows them to blow their own domes. Mm thereby solidifying their economic independence from Earth yes. and, and becoming full breakaway states so that it's not just space Colorado and space Ukraine, it's going to be Colorado too. And oh, maybe that's what the, the, how the chimneys work. They just like find, they, they make, oh, they yeah. find a crater, they yeah. just fill it up with the right mix and they put like the, put like the blowers the, on it, yeah. just mix it up in the entire crater full of molten glass and you let it cool to just the right temperature and you start pumping air into it and it forms a bubble. Yeah. That must be how they do it. It's Definitely. Like it's, it's 100% glossed over in the book. What a good cover. Like, I just realized that that must be what they're doing. It, it all makes sense. So what yes, uh, what Donald is looking at right now isn't <laughs> new peculiar. It's new peculiar. It, in Mara Nimrod, it is their new model city where they're yeah. displaying their next generation domes. Yes, exclamation one, mark. It's, it's the one from, it's uh, yeah, the, the, the Mara Nimrod uh, 
Uh, no, the, no, Martin Everything was the first one. You got them from Space Ukraine was in Martin Nimrod. So it is yeah. Martin Nimrod, but yeah. it's not... I read the book, okay? Yeah, well, yes. We always read the, bo- read the books. Yeah, we totally did. Okay. No, if you've got something... If <laughs> one, two, got three, four, I declare, my... a, I declare a note war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've got something, hell hell yeah. No, you're probably going to cut this out anyway. If, I... if you're listening to this now... <laughs> you won't hear it. Okay. So... Um, a mercenary Andy Gravity and his canine companion Chew Borka. Are, dear readers, if you're listening to this now, it means that I didn't really do a good job editing this episode. Because I'm pretty sure that if I remembered, oh, Kaki, you should edit this episode, I probably would have made a note that I should remove these references to, and let's just say the names again, Andy Gravity and his canine companion Chewborka. Canine companion Chewborka. Who are responsible for, and maybe I'll leave it in now because it does tie in, which mm. rarely happens with our notes, the sabotage. Yes, when they're preparing for the big melt, as they yeah. call it, uh, where they spent months moving just the right mix of lunar soil and other Yes, because you have things. to get it just the right temperature and you can't keep yeah. it in that state no, for very long. you have to like blow it at just the right temperature. And so you have to have it in the right spot. So it's, well, yeah, of course, you can't move it. It's like not you're going to like... Do you sit, remember which spot they picked? Uh, it was the one in Mara Nimrod. Oh, you don't have another one? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, come on. This Ma- is- Mara Aquaregia. Mara Aqua... Aquaregia? What the fuck is that? Shit! There goes our explicit rating. Oh, we made it this whole time without... Without whatever. saying fuck or shit. Without, without saying fuck or shit, that's uh, right. Well, you're allowed one F-bomb. <laughs> yes, as we saw during the... That that cool thing that we saw on Twitter, where you were invited to, uh, as a as a PG thirteen movie, The Lord of the Rings was was allowed one f bomb per movie. So where would you put it? Yeah. And the and the example was all right then. Fuck your secrets. Yeah. I still liked Legolas. What do you see with your fucking eyes? <laughs> My favorite, and I think I win with po fucking potatoes. Well, that was a very good one. Thank yes, you. <laughs> Yes. So anyway. yeah, this in uh, uh, Mara Aquaregia. What what is what is what is is there a joke there that I'm not it's getting? A, it's a very strong acid. It's a mix of hydrochloric ah. acid and sulfuric acid. And oh not, wow, that uh, sounds nasty. And there's not much that doesn't dissolve in it. Yikes! <laughs> it's very brave of them to uh, uh, to try and build their their first independently blown dome there. I guess that's why. Well, Andy, Andy yeah. Gravity, well, and this canine companion Chewborka. You're making it harder on yourself to edit this out. I tell you what, though, I kind of like Chewborka, <laughs> and I'm kind of I'm warming up to Chewborka. I thought I thought he was a very charming charming dog, like because he he sort of reminded me of you know Dastardly and Mutley. Yes, like <laughs> Mutley. <laughs> He barely understands what's going on, and he's just game. Well, like, he doesn't like, understand like, that he's on team baddies. No, well, he's just having he's just having a ball. And who's Andy Gravity sabotaging he, for again? For Earth. For, for Earth. Well, Remember, they don't want they don't want uh, a space Ukraine to go independent. Ah, that's right. Well, of course, it turns into a big show off where just at the right time, Andy tries to set the uh, blowers to suck and uh, collapse the dome. Our good hero Atticus does his lightning mental calculations, manages to prevent Andy from uh, uh, turning the blower to suck just to the right level, which causes the Where? collapse at the exact rate, and the backsplash creates the first donut dome. So it's basically a ring dome <laughs> around this glass pond, which oh, would normally yeah. would f- be filled with water, which is, of course, not happening on the moon. But they now have the yes. biggest skate rink ever. <laughs> Yes, it's sort of like a it's sort of like a half a bagel. That's exactly, in, and it's so much better than just a regular dome. Because oh, hemitorus, isn't that what you'd call it? Mm, 
Mm, I suppose that would be a good a, uh, description of the. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think it provides all the all the all the all the benefits in terms of on the moon. You really don't need much more than just contain the pressure. I mean, it's just if, one atmosphere. If you're going to get struck, it's not yeah, exactly. that much. If you get struck by a meteor, you're fucked anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, no, sorry, that was our second F bomb. That's why you can build. What do they have in the, in the Titanic? Um, Bulkheads, yeah. Yeah, bulkheads uh, coming up to yeah. separate the, uh, the... The different sections. So with that uh, failed sabotage... So we have um, Donald here looking out wistfully over the old domes of uh, New Peculiar as he's making his way to the spaceship. I mean, I guess he had to find a suitable outcropping to make a dramatic pose with his hands yeah. loosely clenched at his sides and going like, I will show the Earth the true side of the moon the struggle the indignity and that's where the book took a turn do you remember do you remember how there was we how we arrived at this point and we thought oh that's a very satisfying ending to the book and then there was a whole nother chunk of book left i thought like this book has a long credit section of doing one of those annoying things where they go like (laughs) if you enjoyed this book you might like to enjoy the first three chapters of this other book which were also and then you and it's when you when you when you buy the book you go like oh this has got a decent bit of reading in it and then the story's over way too soon and you go like Oh, oh! What do you have? What do you have? Oh no! Well, you, well, it's, it's you're it's, fumbling it now, so you better tell no, us no, the note. Well, it's when it's when Beta yeah. Noir's brother shows up. Guy Noir starts no. to uh, throw a spanner hey, in the works, trying to sabotage. Guy Noir is an actual thing. Is it? There's there's a dude called Guy Noir in some fiction that I all references to people existing or fictional yeah, in this podcast are in, about I that. entirely Actually, maybe okay. neither do I. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, we'll find out later. How we exciting! Need to, we need to bring our disclaimer person on stage here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and read with a little exclamation mark little about exclamation. his head. It's like, but so Betty Noir, whom gosh, I'd forgotten about Betty Noir. Yes, she's only a bit character in the book. Well, she's got this whole brother that shows up in the third book, act, apparently. and he stops uh, Donald from being able to get back onto his ship to go back to Earth to report on the great success the great that success. they were having yeah, here on the, the space Ukraine. <laughs> uh, there is a third faction whom we, whom we haven't descri- described yet, which is the geodesic rebels. Well, yes, they're like vehemently against this whole concept of a donut because yeah, it's not made out of hexagons. They're rival space architects. They're kind of like note for that as they're well. They're kind of equally as motivated to to have an independent space Ukraine and space Colorado and and space Belgium, but they believe in a different in a different direction. They believe that the the sphere is of the devil and it is the triangle that is that is the divine, the holy trinity. It's like Ooh, Bauhaus versus Rococo. Oh, very good. <laughs> and I'm the one who went to humanities college. <laughs> we can't have this. Like. We can't have successful donut domes. We have to, like, make things out of small triangular panels with lots of ceilings. Uh, The Putty Master's Guild is... The Putty Master's Guild? Yes. You don't have a note that says that. And you don't have any (laughs) blank notes in front of you, nor a pen. So that can't be in the book. No! 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 Oh, shit! Don't you dare! There is no Putty Masters. They can hear you writing it. They know it's fake. They there know we go. It wasn't the in new, the book. The no. new Putty Masters. Master, the oh, new Putty oh, Masters no, Guild. The new Putty Masters oh, Guild. Yes. That's fine. Because that, there was the so, old Putty Masters Guild was on Earth. Earth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Nobody was, wants anything to do with that. That's, <laughs> the, it, it was settled in, in, in Peculiar, Colorado. Yes. I wonder, what are the odds that there is actually a town called Peculiar in Colorado? About 50-50, I reckon. Really, right? I know. It seems like the kind of place that would actually exist. So because, like, a a geodesic dome would have to be built out of triangles, and it's going to have to, like, fit it to a frame. 
Uh, and that's where you need the putty to, to make sure that all those individual glass yeah, triangular panels are airtight. Joined up. In, in my opinion, why the donut dome is far superior because it's a one-piece thing. But I suppose that goes for the, the hemisphere dome as well. Well, yes. And you get more volume. True, but the donut dome for is the more aesthetically speaking. Plus, you get the glass pool in the middle. That is really neat, and you can do you can do really fun things. Yeah, you can that. have like you can have like space uh, rollerball games in there. No. Dope. It's like you know like they do in uh, Alita. Dope. Yes. It's like yes. The, the yeah. motorball. Exactly. Motorball. That's what they call it. Motorball. That'd be yeah. so cool. You can have that like going around around in the center. You could remelt it and Dude, blow a, blow a middle dome, so you would have a filled donut. You know, a little donut with it, it would be more but like a you'd nipple have to at cut that point. Into, oh yeah, and we already had that on the secrets of the Mar- Moon? Yes, what it was episode 13, episode as we said. Oh, it was yeah, like we did have That was very nipple-focused. There's no nipples no, there's here. No, there's, if anything, it's, it's all innies rather than outies. What are you looking at? on the- No, I'm trying to look at if oh, to yeah. see if Donald has any nipples on his spacesuit, but I don't think there are any. This is like drawn in the 50s. Like it was a very no-nipple era. We're very nipple-averse. Um, okay, so I just noticed this. It's like, look at this spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Because that thing over, coming over his shoulder is clearly a regulator for a scuba gear. So someone looked at Oh, my God, yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, completely and, missing and the point that he's got his dome of suspenders. So he can yeah. never put it in his mouth. But some, <laughs> the guy who drew this just like... Was, oh, unless it's like a Harkonnen heart plug. Uh, it's on the wrong side for that. But the heart goes through the middle. It could be in one it's of on the... the fucking, it's, it's on his... Okay, well, good for him. It's not, a, it's not a heart plug. What else he's got? He's got like Mickey Mouse gloves. Why has he got gloves? Why aren't they just part of his suit? Uh, it makes it easier to get in and out, I suppose. I guess. I See. wish we were closer to the end of the book than we than we are, but your, your notes are empty and I still have so many. And I've just got this thing where I think we should talk about all the things that happen in the book. We well, shouldn't just gloss over the ones that we maybe took notes about and 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 then didn't mention. So, well, we have the rival space architects, which are trying to. We haven't. Uh, we yeah, haven't told including our, like Regina Parsnip. Right. Yes, Regina Parsnip from the Mara Aqua Regina. Ah, yeah, yeah. She's a native. That's right. She was a. She's a very young architect. Yes. Named for her 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 place of birth. That was despite Parsnips not really being a moon, lunar thing. It's a family name. You know, Parsnips. They're kind of moon colored, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and 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 Leslie and Leslie Flanagan of the geodesic terrorists the, or well, rebels yes. or whatever we, whatever so the fuck we said. It, it's it's surprising how long the book manages to dwell on that last chapter of Donald still trying to come back to uh before Earth. finally read no i've got this i've got this okay just, bring just it home me. yeah 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 yeah. so it turns out that donald this whole time has had his own agenda donald has not just been a bumbling passenger he's not just been uh, a journalist uh, uh, playing the sides off of each other uh, in order to get the best story but he's here with a with a particular mission because he knows that somewhere in these in these various uh, seas from uh, Mara Never Sink and gosh what a bunch of Nimrod and we had Mara what's that Pocahontas Poca- Mara Pocahontas and Mara Regina. and he's been searching this whole time for Daphne Atticus the other member of the Ginger Club who is also a prisoner on the uh, on the moon whom he's there to liberate because as an alto singer she is a living weapon in this in this civilization built around glass domes well, and geodesic yes. uh, uh, environments like they cannot have someone with that kind of power just walking around where she could just belt out a tune and bring their civilization to its Yeah, knees. I mean the small domes she would like shatter on 
on her own vocal power. The bigger ones, she might need some mechanical amplification. But, yeah, you know, it just can't run the risk. No, absolutely not. They need to be taken down by the space FBI and uh, <laughs> uh, yes. sequestered. So this is where, uh, oh, yeah, Andy Gravity and yeah. Chew Borka, yes. much in the in the style of the later uh, uh, Star Wars, come back when you least expect it, aiding, aiding our Donald. Uh, Turning from foes into brothers in arms, into, like the well, enemy of your employees. enemy. I mean, well, some money changes hands. Well, yes, but still, there's a lot of the enemy. The diversity. enemy of my enemy is my yeah, friend. Exactly, and as long as I pay him enough. But yes, he rescues his 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 mother, Daphne Atticus. Um, and she just it was his sister. No, 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 no. Did I? Yeah. Oh, who's to say? Yeah. It's a rubbish book anyway. Yes. What a g- no, 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 no. We're never against the books that we read. No, we are for the books that we read. We like them. We hope that... What's his name? Lenster. Murray, Le- Murray Lenster. Murray Lenster. Murray Lenster. Murray Lenster. Ooh, I think we made it through this book I by the so. skin of our teeth. It was a good book. It's yeah, I thought like, it was a good I, book. I, I enjoyed it. It was a, a thrilling read, especially that it had, twist. It had maybe- just when you think that you're, like, you're done with it, <laughs> yeah. then no, there's suddenly a surprise chapter. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, it would have been actually probably much better if it ended sooner and it didn't have that that whole extra chapter that uh, uh, that apparently you you didn't read that's probably a tip th- that we can give well, to our readers well, well let's just say that, that I probably read it the first time I read the book but I forgot about it when I reread it before recording this episode let's go with that let's go with that and shall we shall we give it a rating then like what's a we've done a good moon number before so what's oh, a um, what's a good um, um, yes, you know, we've domes? done domes before we what's have. a good geodesic number three no, I've got it. Uh, 60. 60? The original geodesic uh, sphere in chemistry was named after R. Buckminster Fuller. Uh-huh. Buckminster Fullerene, uh, it was when, um, I forget who it was, had discovered that there was a molecule consisting of 60 carbon atoms. And okay. Thought, How is that possible? And then he took just a little bit of LSD yeah. and realized that you can construct a 60-point uh, carbon molecule in the form of a sphere as a, as a geodesic lattice. Yeah, okay. Or no, it was, a, it was the football. That's right. That's right. It's not. It wasn't just triangles. Well, no, footballs are made out of uh, hexagons uh, and pentagons. Yes. So I'll give it five out of six then. Oh, <laughs> nailed it! Excellent. There we go. <laughs> A good geodesic number. Five out of six. Now, hey, speaking of reviews, this is something new. Um, this week we got a we got a letter from um, one of our from our rival uh, literary critics. Now, uh, yes. this this person, Mr. Shane Agnew, did not mention which uh, which publication uh, he was with, but. I mean, the fact that they're writing into us, I'm going to presume that oh, they yes. also have either their own podcast or... Uh, well, or we're a, flattered alone that we're getting the, uh, the we readers are, right. We uh, are the, delighted. The, the world of literary review is, is steeped in, uh, uh, in rivalry and, and friendly vendettas, and, and we're, we're more than happy to participate in that. So um, I believe that uh, Mr. Shane Agnew took us to task over our review of Crabs, uh, yes. The Human Sacrifice, which I believe was episode... Ten that, off the top of my head. It was. it was episode ten. Oh my Very god! Good. Three for three. You're amazing. You're on a roll today. <laughs> I'm going for the podcast remembering your episodes award, and you're for going for the, the the podcast knocking into your microphone award. Oh, so, shush! We just have a new setup. I'm just trying getting used to it. We're like. we're both still getting used to it. What does Mr. Agnew has to right. have to say? Because it's quite a substantial letter. Um, yeah, yeah. Allow me uh, allow me to read it, dear sirs. As I sat down to my usual dinner of crabs at the Stag's Leap in Rugeley last Thursday... 
I was surprised and delighted to learn that you had turned your formidable intellect oh. to a book by local Staffordshire hero Guy N. Smith. Specifically, you reviewed Crabs, the Human Sacrifice. I think we should say it in the proper tone. Crabs, the, the Human, human sacrifice. sacrifice. Ooh, we went into the limit there. <laughs> <Yeah. It'd be laughs> the, the sixth and arguably finest of Mrs. Smith's crustacean heptology. I knew there, was, there had to be more. Yes. Alas, my excitement turned to disappointment as I listened to your review. Well, fuck you too, yeah. Mr. Agnew. The Staffordshire countryside, particularly around Little <laughs> Hayward and Brockton, is home to many freshwater volcanic lakes. It is from these lakes that my weekly meal of crabs is sourced, and they provide the presumed inspiration for Mr. Smith's works. Ah, I therefore feel I can hero. correspond with some authority on the topic. Yeah, everybody's a critic these days. <laughs> I commend you for immediately divining the key metaphorical purpose of the aggressive crabs, i.e. the damage wrecked by the human pubic louse. <laughs> Do they have pincers? <laughs> I mean, it feels like I've, it, but I don't think they oh, do. Oh, I've never I've, looked not that I would one know, but just should I shave? That's in canon. Such a connection. <laughs> so, I, well, that doesn't actually help. Apparently, at least not when you do it after the fact. So far, so good. Anyway, let's 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 stick, stick with the letter. This is <laughs> yeah. like let's cut with there's the editorial. A, there's quite a lot yes. more letter, isn't there? You think uh, we're about halfway. Well, but yeah, hang on. Such a connection is easy to make when the author has chosen such an obvious non de plume. Oh, no. Guy and Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to know you say it. <laughs> Becoming giant Smith or a craftsman of the part of the lady where one is most likely to find our itchy friends. Good Lord. However, you have failed to consider the part played by the local environment. Staffordshire's famous bossamy hills and forbidden <laughs> humid valleys, and of course, the way that the crabs dismember the gentlemen members of the citizenry. <laughs> in short, in future, I would like you to more closely consider the phenomenon of vagina dentata. No. It is all I can think about on my <laughs> afternoon sure walks. Yours sincerely, Shane Agnew, Slitting Mill, Staffordshire. Well, we certainly appreciate one of our one of our readers at home. All infinite welcome. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Agnew. Uh, in in Slitting Hill. Do you think that any of these are fictional? I mean, they sound like ridiculous place names, but in Staffordshire, it's the UK. They yeah. they have ridiculous names. Uh, I mean, assume you've read the meaning of lift. Oh, uh, the, uh, the 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 nature book. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It, is, it is by Douglas Adams. It is uh, yeah. partially, and his friend. I don't. But I, I was thinking of no, Last Chance yeah. to See. It's a game they played when they were bored. It's like pick a uh, name of a British town, an actually uh -huh. existing town, and make up a dictionary definition of what that name actually means. Oh, that's clever. Which have stabbing. It's like the unfortunate erection that you can't hide because your jacket isn't long enough to pull down off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Agnew, we appreciate your input. It doesn't matter what they say as long as they're talking about us. On which note, to our readers at home, if you enjoyed our works or didn't, like, either way is fine, or maybe you didn't listen, well, that's also fine, but you can get in touch with us at Cover My Cast on uh, Twitter or Facebook, is that your thing, Cover My Cast at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you if you feel so compelled, or maybe leave us a nice review somewhere, because we sure do appreciate your help. Now, Kay... What do we have in store for our readers at home next week? Right, we will be reviewing that in my line of work, Indispensable Guide by Martin S. Kottmeyer. What is your line of work? The book is called An Alien Who's Who. <laughs> I don't think that about Thank you for listening to Cover My Ass, uh, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. What is your line of work? I thought you like...